The Money Show. Consumer Ninja. And our Consumer Ninja is Wendy Nola. She joins us this evening as we talk airlines and tickets, but not Comair tonight. This is a very different focus. And I, I once was on an international trip and decided, you know what I should do? I should change one small leg of my trip. And I contacted um, the booking agent who'd made the booking and... <laughs> it was going to cost about the price of a of a return ticket to the UK in those days to change a domestic flight. And I thought to myself, well, then we'll just skip that flight and catch a train. Because one, it'll be fun. Two, it'll probably be quicker. Three, it'll be greener. And four, why on earth do we book that leg of a flight? And we're told, don't do that, because if you do... You'll lose all the rest of the legs of your flights that you've got booked on that holiday. And I was appalled by that, Wendy. And you've been dealing with similar cases. I have. And I got caught but once about uh, about eight years ago, flying to Canada for family reunion. Virgin Atlantic left Joburg 20, uh, very, very late, like two in the morning, delays. So we missed a connecting flight on Air Canada to Vancouver from Heathrow and they booked us on a new flight, but they didn't um, log us. They, we were basically, myself and my parents, logged as a no-show. So I discovered the day before I was due to fly back that that return leg had been cancelled. And my last day of my holiday was spent with two cell phones, on, one, one on each ear, trying to sort that out. So I, I learned that from bitter personal experience. But it crops up every now and then in my inbox, and it did twice in this past week, um, Bruce, so that's the issue. That um, if you didn't take the initial flight for whatever you, um, you know, I don't know what you you got a lift in a car, or you caught a train, or whatever you did instead. If you don't proactively um, phone and tell the airline, don't cancel my return leg or my follow-on leg because I'm I'm not you know I might have been a no-show on this uh, flight, but I I do intend to use the rest. They just blooming cancel it, and. Um, it happened, look, not all airlines do it, but a lot of them do. It's very controversial. Um, but, yes, they do it, and it's in the T's and C's. Um, last I heard, British Airways and Virgin Atlantic still do it. They've resisted the urges, that the calls, rather, to remove their no-show clauses from their T's and C's. Um, but it's very important, you know, given how disruptive international travel is these days, things change so fast. And it's very important to know to do this, um, to avoid lots of drama and expense. So the case study is one of the two I got this week was uh, Jeff R. of Parklands in Cape Town. He was he booked on Emirates. He went on to Flight Center's uh, website and he booked um, a flight on Emirates departing on the 8th of April to Perth. Uh, to see his daughter um, via Dubai, of course, Emirates. He applied for his Australian visa, thought everything was fine. But the day before his flight, he said, and two months after his visa application, there was apparently a message sent to the IMM account, which is the Australian Home Affairs account. He says, I didn't get an email, but apparently there was a problem with the color, lack of color in his passport photo. So, he went to the airport assuming that all was well because he had a, this passport barcode. And can you imagine, he ready to depart? No, he was rejected as not having had a valid, because he didn't have a valid visa. Um, he returned home. He later went on another flight, which cost him a bomb. But essentially, he didn't lose. He looked. He lost out on the return flight as well because um, it was 18,000 rands, incidentally, because he did not cancel it with Emirates. Um, and he says, it seems I've lost... Um, the 18,000 rand um, 
including their return payment, um, they most likely resold my, my, my seat. In any case, what do you say with this case? So, yes, as I've said, I've written about this practice. Um, I, I've experienced it personally, and I've, I've written about it to warn others a few times over the, year, the years. Um, and I took up the case with Flight Center, and my prime question was, surely there should be notification when an airline unilaterally cancels a paid-for leg of a passenger's ongoing or return journey, or at least give you the chance to say, actually, no, um, please don't cancel it. I will be taking that return. Um, and Flight Center responded to say, when a passenger is noted as a no-show by an airline, a notification is sent to the passenger directly or to the agency. So... Not sure what happened in this case. He says, um, uh, if it's directly with the airline, they normally send a notification via email, SMS, or WhatsApp. Um, and if it's if it's done via the travel agency, the notification will generally appear in the booking and come up on a queue so that the agency is made aware. Um, sometimes you can actually pay a penalty to reinstate the booking and continue with the travel. Mm. Pay a booking that a pay a penalty that just does not sit well with me because you've already paid for the ticket and how very dare they cancel it unilaterally. A passenger is generally marked as a no-show by the airline when they fail to check in for their initial flight. Um, so for this is kind of you'll relate to this as a practical example. If a passenger were to confirm travel from Paris to London, they could not skip their flight between Paris and London in favour yeah. of the Eurostar. If the passenger had to arrive at London on the Eurostar and make their way to the Eurostar and make their way to the airport to check in for the flight from London to Joburg, the airline would have noted that they failed to check in for their flight in Paris. The terms and conditions for the airline would generally include information regarding no-shows oh. and note that passengers need to get in touch with the airline. Do we read terms and conditions, Bruce? No, we don't. And, as a rule. And, 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 but, but they exist no. and it is our responsibility to do this but there is a certain breakdown of logic in this process you know because if i did for whatever reason miss that particular flight um the the schlep mm-hmm. the, the, and again i suppose we've got to look at it from the airline's perspective you've not you've not participated in the contract you've broken the contract so as far as they're concerned you're not going to make the london flights we may as well take that one back and resell it and it's up to you to to claim it i suppose i don't know it's it's a, it's a tough one there's that but i just think with no with no um notification there's yeah. no meeting of the minds there. They don't know what was in your – maybe you missed the flight and you got a lift with someone or you – you know, I've had cases where people on sort of domestically, Durban, Joburg, Joburg, Cape Town, you know, they make another plan to get there because they have to and they just don't think because they've booked and paid for the ticket on the return flight. They don't think that's in jeopardy because it's a done deal. It's paid for. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the notification in this case um, – uh, didn't happen and should have happened. It, um, it, it there's is a glimmer of hope for yeah. Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Good. No, no. Yep. Give me a glimmer of hope. Because um, Flat Center said they have reached out to Emirates to see if there, there's any recourse for for his booking. We are awaiting the airline's feedback. I did raise a media query with the Emirates' international uh, media liaison people. No response. I think that was on Monday, so it's not terribly encouraging. Um, and 
Yeah, just to re- the, the flight centers, T's and C's, as, as do many yeah. of these agencies and say, carry, I suppose, it, it, carry the, it the is thing why, about the no-show. Yeah, it is why, and this is why I, I really am averse to using online platforms to make bookings like this, and why I like dealing old, old school with agents. Um, because if you've got a good a good agent with whom you have a relationship and if you use them a bit, um, you are able to phone up and say, hi, I'm stuck or do I need to change something or can this be uh, altered? And so you think you're very clever going and finding bucket list um, sort of um, uh, flights and things and you're doing it for cheaper. And that's great as long as you don't break the chain because you then are going to be stuck. Exactly. And no one's going to want to know your troubles. That's- and if you've got a human to intercede in your behalf, it, I think it, that's useful. I couldn't agree more. If you've got an international travel especially and you've got a, a number of legs and it's a bit complicated, oh, for goodness sake, the travel agent, and especially a tried and trusted one that you, tested one that you know, um, is gold. I would definitely uh, second you on that. Do go, go through an agency and make it their problem when things go wrong. Wendy Nola, thank you. Consumer Ninja. It's another T's and C story. Unfortunately, these T's and C stories are ten a penny. There's so many of them and it is, tragically, your responsibility to know what those T's and C's are. And I know the T's and the C's and the documents that come with them and everybody who floats in them are incredibly boring. They're incredibly dull. And there's a good chance you're not really going to fully comprehend the implications of what you are agreeing to but most often people will just go click and accept yes of course because this is the plan you're very excited or just you know distracted or busy doing other stuff unfortunately there's a a a consequence to not following the rules in the order in which they are laid out